What's good, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into the news. And the news is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the Super Bowl champions. Congrats to Tom Brady on winning his seventh Super Bowl, becoming the outright GOAT. One of the best athletes of all time, no doubt about it. And that's coming from a giant fan, so if you want to come at me, you can come at me. But I respect the GOATs, so... Let's get into the Super Bowl, though, and unfortunately, the Chiefs' kingdom has collapsed. Patrick Mahomes last night had 56 dropbacks. He was pressured 29 times. They said that that was the most time someone was pressured in a Super Bowl, and he was definitely under pressure because he could not get anything going. He didn't score a touchdown last night. The whole Kansas City Chiefs team didn't score a touchdown last night. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. People were saying, oh, it might have went the other way. Kansas City could have blown out Tampa Bay. But that was not the case. So let's get into it. So. One of the main issues that the Chiefs were facing last night was that Eric Fisher, one of their all-pro Offensive lineman, he was out with an injury. And basically, they had to move their offensive lineman over a position, which can be very tough for an offensive lineman because, like, if they're not prepared to be playing at a certain position, they could just, like, easily mess up and let the defense basically steamroll right through them. That's pretty much what happened last night. Tom Brady had 21 completions for 29 attempts, 201 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Took one sack. Patrick Mahomes took three sacks. And he was 26 for 49. No touchdowns, as I said, 270 passing yards. Kansas City had a little success with the rushing game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of LSU, nine carries, 64 yards. Patrick Mahomes, five carries, 33 yards. Then receiving, Travis Kelsey had 10 receptions for 133 yards. Tyreek Hill, seven for 73 And then for Tampa Bay, Rob Gronkowski, six receptions for 67 yards, two touchdowns, reminiscent of the past success with Tom Brady in New England, obviously in the Super Bowl. They're familiar with this stuff. So Rob Gronkowski, two touchdowns. Great to see Gronk get two touchdowns, really contribute in the Super Bowl, as he always had in the past. Super Bowl, Leonard Fournette. 16 carries, 89 yards, one touchdown. Ronald Jones, 12 carries, 61 yards. And, yeah. So, a couple storylines within the game. Patrick Mahomes probably made one of the craziest throws I've ever seen. He kind of looked like Derek Jeter, like an off-balance kind of throw. And hit Tyreek Hill... 
in the end zone, hit him in the face. It bounced right off of him, though. But, like, that was one of the crazier plays. The Buccaneers' defense really showed up. Shaq Barrett, one tackle, one sack. Levante David, one of the OGs of the roster, had a pretty good game. Six tackles. Really controlled the interior side of the defense. And then Devin White was really big last night. He finished the game with a pick, which put an exclamation point on the game. He had eight tackles, two for the loss. Um, yeah, another key player last night was Antoine Winfield Jr., he had six tackles and a pick. He nearly had another pick, but he was all over their wide receivers the whole entire night. Didn't let any deep ball really get completed. So, yeah, Leonard Fournette, he was very powerful last night. He was breaking tackles. He was showing that he wasn't going down without a fight last night. He was trying to fight for every single yard. So, at one point, Tyron Matthew and Tom Brady got into it after a brief altercation when Tyron Matthew was called for pass interference on Mike Evans in the end zone. And essentially, Tyron Matthew said in a post-game interview that he wouldn't repeat what Tom Brady said to him, so I don't really know what the hell he said to him, but... Tom Brady was, like, fired up after that, and Tyron Matthew was claiming that the Buccaneers got lucky last night because they had a lot of success after penalties, and he contributed to a lot of the penalties. And on sportsmanlike conduct penalties, which are 15 yards, he got one of those, and the Buccaneers definitely did capitalize on the mistakes of the Chiefs last night. And their defense really contributed in a big way. And Tom Brady just said in a press conference with Bruce Arians this morning, I just watched that. And he said that he really thanks the defense for being able to put them in a positive position and it's definitely a key factor to getting them to the Super Bowl championship that they deserve. So my immediate reaction to what Tyron Matthew kind of had to say about the penalties leading to points, I mean like so is that their fault or is it the ref's fault they're the ones who caused the blatant penalties and they're acting like they didn't do anything 
and they're blaming those factors that the refs cost them yardage, which led to touchdowns. I find that ridiculous. So, it wasn't really a factor at all. This was a game reminiscent of when in Super Bowl 50, when the Denver Broncos beat the uh, Seahawks, they really, like, stuck it to the Seahawks. Russell Wilson was a young quarterback back then. Sorry, that was Super Bowl 48. Sorry. And, um, yeah, this was kind of reminiscent of that because Peyton Manning was the older quarterback in that Super Bowl, obviously, and he was established as being one of the GOATs. And congrats to Peyton on getting into the Hall of Fame this weekend. And he was facing Russell Wilson in that Super Bowl. So basically, I'm trying to compare Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady in this Super Bowl. Like, obviously, Tom Brady is 43 years old. He's the GOAT of the sport. And he doesn't really look like he's going to be stopping anytime soon. And in this press conference that I was listening to this morning, he was saying that he was dealing with a lot of distractions off the field that people probably didn't even have any idea about. His parents both had COVID this year and they lived in California. So that was definitely a tough distraction. Obviously they're okay now and they were in the stands last night. So he, was really happy that they're both healthy and they were able to fight through and be able to be there for him. Family's very important to Tom. Obviously, his kids were with him on the stage, and that's good to see. He's a family guy, and he's a good person. And he won his fifth Super Bowl MVP last night, which is saying something. Obviously, most all-time for the GOAT. And he deserved it, obviously. He got them in the position to be in the Super Bowl. And him and Gronk making the decision... To go to Tampa Bay was one of the best decisions that they could have possibly made. They won a Super Bowl in their home stadium, which is the first time someone's ever done that. And they were able to do it and beating one of the young phenoms of the sport, Patrick Mahomes, who will be back And he's obviously a young gun, and he will be back. And Tom Brady basically told him after the game, he said that you shouldn't get hung up on this. Like, you're so young, you're very talented, like, he'll be back. Like, it was honestly a matchup that, I was anticipating very heavily, and I believe that this could have been the matchup at the beginning of the season. Just because it's the changing of the guard with Patrick Mahomes coming into the league and putting up the most impressive numbers in his first 
couple seasons. And then having Tom Brady, who's obviously the best player to ever play the game in the position. Obviously not the most athletic person ever, but he was able to do enough to win seven Super Bowls. And a crazy career, and he's not done yet. He intends on coming back, and he could possibly win another one. So one of the main things that the Buccaneers face in the offseason is obviously getting most of the team re-signed, and that was a big thing that Bruce Arians was talking about this morning. He said, obviously, money is involved, and he wants to make sure that these players that worked really hard are able to be compensated for their efforts and hopefully get as many pieces of the team back next year so that they can make a run at the championship again. And Tampa Bay has now been established. Tom Brady has won his seventh championship. He's now become one of those sports figures like Wayne Gretzky or Michael Jordan. An icon like Mike Tyson or... Even in his own lane, he's Tom Brady, and he won seven championships for being a really late draft pick, almost not even drafted in the last round, to becoming one of the greatest of all time is possibly like the coolest and most inspiring story in all sports. And if you can't accept that, then I don't think sports are for you. So on Saturday, the UFC had a fight night, and it was main evented by Alistair Overeem and Alexander Volkov. An absolutely crazy fight. Fucking insane. Alistair Overeem got knocked the fuck out, and this was probably the end to any hope that he would have to get back to the UFC title contention in the heavyweight division. Alexander Volkov just established himself as a true heavyweight contender. He really messed them up. But Corey Sanhagen, (laughs) oh my God, this was the craziest fucking thing. Corey Sanhagen had an incredible knockout over Frankie Edgar, one of the legends of the sport from New Jersey. With a flying knee, like 26 seconds into the round, 28 seconds into the round, it was the co-main event, and this was Masvidal-esque. He literally flatlined Frankie Edgar. I was watching this live, obviously, and it was one of the crazier things. Holy shit, this could have been the knockout of the year. This could have been the knockout for the next couple of years. Like, it was a clean knee to the jaw, and Frankie went to sleep. I was scared that he might have been really messed up, and he looked like he was out of it when he got to his feet. So, 
pretty fucking crazy. And he basically called out Aljamain Sterling, who is supposed to be fighting the champ Peter Yan. This is all on the bantamweight division. And yeah, another fighter that was very impressive this weekend was Benil Dariush. He took on Diego Ferreira. And this was one of the crazier fights that I've seen in a while. It mixed a lot of jujitsu and a lot of striking, and Dariush was able to show that he might have been a little bit of an older contender, and he's been in a lot of other organizations. He was able to come out with the victory and make himself a lightweight contender. One of the bigger announcements of the weekend for UFC fans was that Sean O'Malley finally got a new fight, and he'll be fighting Thomas Almeida. He's a veteran, and yeah, looking forward to Sean O'Malley. I listen to his podcast every week anyway, so he talks a lot about it. So, he'll be fighting him in a couple months. I think he's going to be on the March 13th card with the Stipe Francis Ngannou. He could be, like, one of the headliners, co-headliners for that card. He's obviously a big name at this point. He's a fan favorite. And, yeah, he's one of my favorite fighters, so looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing what Dustin Poirier does next after doing this because he said that he doesn't want to fight Michael Chandler, and Michael Chandler is a really good fighter, and he's a very dangerous fighter as it is. And I personally would want to see, like, Charles Oliveira against Michael Chandler if Dustin Poirier doesn't want to fight Michael Chandler and then the winner of that should fight Dustin Poirier. I just don't want Dustin Poirier not to get a title shot out of the fact that he beat Connor and I don't think Connor should have a title shot and I'm the biggest Connor fan but like there's no reason why Connor who hasn't had a lot of repetition and a lot of fight time in the last couple years Obviously, like, before this past fight, he fought 40 seconds to beat Donald Cerrone, which wasn't really saying too much, but it showed that he was still efficient. But I would really like to see Connor fight Nate Diaz or someone along those lines. I feel like that would be a really cool fight. But... I don't know. Like, it really hurt to see Connor get knocked the fuck out like that. And 
Yeah, I hope he can rebound. Obviously, he's set financially for the rest of his life and doesn't really need to be fighting. But, like, he was one of the best fighters that we've ever seen in MMA and the UFC, for sure. So... The next pay-per-view is this weekend, and it's Gilbert Burns taking on his former teammate, Kamaru Usman, the champion of the welterweight division. This is going to be a crazy fight, and looking forward to seeing how it plays out. They're obviously two wrestlers, very wrestling-minded. Usman could obviously use his boxing technique to... uh, Keep the fight on the feet, but I guess we'll see if it stays on the feet as a fist fight or a wrestling match. So that's upcoming this weekend. So last night, the weekend was the halftime show at the Super Bowl, and he was crazy. Put on an absolutely crazy performance. Really theatrical, and the way that they really put it together was insane. Really liked the weekend, and he was able to finally break the mold of like having like old performers performing at the Super Bowl. And obviously, he's a really young person, and Young people are really fond of him. and So it was really cool to see. Obviously, Jay-Z is behind the scenes with the NFL now, and he's trying to get uh, more diverse talent seen by the NFL and used at certain events, I guess. So he's behind the scenes with that. So that's cool. And... One thing that happened last night was uh, Leonard Fournette did a collab with this company called Schmiel, MYC. It's a brand that I've talked about before. It's the hats that basically a lot of influencers and some athletes have been wearing. They also do some clothes and stuff, but they did a collab a couple days ago that said Playoff Lenny. It was a red hat with player. Uh, Leonard Fournette for the Buccaneers and then they did another surprise drop after they won last night that said Super Bowl Lenny I decided to copy it just for the hell of it like I'm not a Bucks fan I'm a Giants fan but like definitely a cool way to support the Bucks and Leonard Fournette he had a great game last night was a big factor of the Bucks' success this season. And, yeah, thought that was cool. A way to combine a little streetwear and some sports at the same time. So, thought that was cool. Uh, today, they're releasing a bunch of Kith as part of the Kith Artist Series during Black History Month. Featuring a lot of African-American artists that Kith has collabed with 
to make a bunch of t-shirts and stuff, so that goes live at 11 a.m. And we're a couple weeks away from Supreme dropping. It should be dropping the lookbook in a week from today, actually. They said that February 15th, the lookbook should be coming out. And a few big things that should be releasing this season with Supreme are obviously the Nike Dunks, which are going to be releasing in a bunch of different colors. Obviously, we're looking to see what kind of collabs they're doing. Last night, they discussed a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Supreme collab that was circulating around some Instagram blogs and shit. And, yeah, pretty cool. But anyway, this has been an episode of One Stop Shop. Peace out.